Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. So, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Cohen is about to come on and blow your socks off with some great, great goal-setting encouragement, freaking tenacity. This dude is an animal out here in Las Vegas, uh, crushing it in real estate. So we're going to hear from him what has been working for him, how he's been growing and impacting tons and tons of families and people's lives, helping them get the home of their dreams. And before we dive into that, let's talk to you. You're changing the world. Every thought, every action. Everything that is going on in your reality is making a difference. You contribute to the people around you, whether you realize it or not. You have gifts, whether you realize it or not. And specifically for you out there and you're already getting your message out, you want to get it out even more, I want to support you in doing that. Whether it's through a interview on the 12-hour marathon, coming on as a guest and doing a live interview, or if it's starting your own platform, your own podcast, to be able to get your mission and message out to the world. I love exploring that and supporting people and discovering, hey, what, what clarity can we bring to you, your cause, and your mission to make a bigger impact in the world? So would love to have a conversation with you. You can find me on Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris. You can send me an email, Chris at beyourgps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-U-R-G-P-S.com. Chris at beyourgps.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash TH3 Burns. Looking forward to talking to you about your mission, your message, and supporting you in getting that out. Next up is the iTunes review of the week. And this week it's by Bulletproof Bowdy. Bulletproof Bowdy says, Chris is contagious. This host has big energy and it's inspiring. The way he shows up is impressive and he has a great array of guests. Bulletproof Bowdy, thank you so much. If you want to stay tuned to all of this, the latest and greatest, you definitely want to stay tuned to the latest and greatest of becoming your greatest possible self. Keep growing yourself. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Becoming Your GPS. We get the best guests on here to keep you inspired, fired up, give you the greatest tools and wisdom and next steps so that you can keep growing yourself on your journey. So make sure you stay tuned. And if you want to give us a review, let us know what you love, what you want to see more of. Uh, you can do that, especially on iTunes. It really helps. And uh, go give us a review. And we appreciate your feedback. Thanks for being on the journey with us. And we're going to keep growing and going. I'm going to introduce the man, the myth, the legend of the hour, Sam Cohen, in just a bit here. Before that, though, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because we are going to share some freaking fire with you to help you step into your greatest possible self. Sam is crushing it, and you definitely want to stay tuned all the way through till the end because you never know what one idea can transform the rest of your life. One idea has the power to transform anything and everything for you. So stay tuned and Sometimes it just takes staying consistent and being willing to put in the work. Sam is no stranger to hard work. So stay through all the way to the end because that is one aspect of finishing what you start and being consistent and being someone who completes things. Let's introduce him and then we'll bring him on. The Crichton team at Rothwell Gorant Homes specializes in Las Vegas real estate. 
as the Las Vegas Realtors of Prime Preference. The Crichton team helps residents and new residents find the right Las Vegas living, including residents from including Henderson communities like Anthem, Southern Highlands, Green Valley, Mountain's Edge, and Seven Hills communities. They are also the Las Vegas real estate experts in assisting you to find or buy the right high-rise condo or the luxury living you've been looking for. Whatever your dream home, the Crichton team at Rothwell Gorn Homes is a team of real estate professionals on your side. And Sam is a person who believes in giving back to his community. He's always willing to make time to get involved with any philanthropical organization that is willing to help him and let him get involved. And we're blessed to have him here with us today. Sam, are you ready to rock the house, my brother? I'm ready to go with it, man. Dude, born ready. Like you've been been itching to get on this on this interview for about 10 minutes. You're like, I'm doing it, whatever it takes. <laughs> That's it, man. I, I appreciate your your tenacity, man. Uh, a lot of people would just say, oh, you know, like, well, we'll try again another day. It's like, no, you're like, I, I show up here. I, I'm finishing what I start. And I, I really acknowledge that, man. Uh, and I appreciate you being here to share with our audience about what's been working well for you, uh, what's helped you be your greatest possible self in the area of real estate. And we are going to start off diving into this conversation of unapologetically authentic. So, Sam, what does that mean to you, unapologetically authentic? It means you just got to do you at any moment. I mean, here's the thing. No matter whether people agree with it or not, authenticity is what makes you grow. If you completely just repeat the same old thing over and over, how do you expect to do something better than other people mm. if you're just going to keep repeating the same thing, right? So you got to think outside of the box and you got to grow and kind of figure out what you're going to do that is going to separate yourself from the rest of the pack. Mm, I love that. And it's like tapping into your gifts, tapping into your unique, special self, the way you do things that nobody else does it. It's like, just be different, be you. And that that's that's like the most magnetic thing that we can do to get clients, to get customers, to, to grow our business, to make a bigger impact, to serve people in our community. That's That's why we're here. In my opinion, God, source, universe, creator, they put these gifts in us to serve people. I agree. Yeah, you definitely just got to kind of rise to the occasion more than most people, because I do feel that as much as it pains me to say it, the average person is just trying to kind of get by. Right. They're just trying to do just enough to get it done. They're not ever really trying to go above and beyond. But then again, those people most of the time are very content with what they got. And then you have to thank those people because it's what makes you shine. Right. That's right. That's right. Not not everyone can be the top one percent. What can we say? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I think they they say what the bottom's crowded because there's a lot of people who are who are content with just being mediocre and just getting by and struggling. They're content with their kind of quiet desperation. But the top's wide open. You know, there's so much room for those people who are who are willing to be uh, focused, who are willing to give up the comfort, and willing to explore into the unknown, adventure out and and challenge themselves to grow because there's there's a lot less people willing to do it man i agree with that and i mean normally sometimes even if they're not happy i guess the hardest step is always the first step right yeah. it's like diving in and especially in business because most of the time in business you fail yeah. several yeah. times before you actually make it so you got to kind of take those lumps and just keep moving right yeah 
Yeah, man. It's like being able to take rejection is probably one of the most, like the greatest lessons in being a an entrepreneur, a salesperson, someone who's out to like really sell visions of what's possible and make the world a better place. Like there's going to be people who don't believe what you believe. It's just going to happen or they're, they're not willing to give up their comfort zone or while you're learning your abilities and your skills, you're going to mess things up and it's not going to work. You're not going to deliver how you intended to deliver. Uh, you know, people get to grow through those. And Sam, I know you've you've gone through a lot of growing to get to where you are today. For people who are just now connecting you, with you, why don't you share a little bit more about who you are, what you stand for, uh, what your clients come to you for in the Las Vegas area? Well, I mean, I stand for something pretty basic. I just stand for hard work and showing up to the table. And I do believe in trying to outthink other people and just basically making sure that I always give it my best because it doesn't really matter if you don't always succeed because it's physically impossible to always succeed. You just can't. But I know one thing, um, even when some things don't go right or go my way in business, I know I was there and I know I showed up and, you know, I'll basically never do anything halfway and just try and skate by. So as long as I have that in the back of my mind, no matter what the result is, I can live with it. And I kind of just think that that's all you really need. I don't try and do much more than that. Um, other than that, I am somebody who believes in organization. Mm. Very, very organized on a daily basis. I mean, funny thing is, is right here on my desk, black book. Mm. I write everything down in this little black book, piece by piece, and whether it's a phone call I need to make, somebody I need to you know, go through. And I still have a CRM, so I have a database with follow-ups, but I still like to make sure I have my daily there all the time because that's kind of it. If you miss those small things, it eventually can create huge problems and harm your business, right? Dude, I love it. I love it, man. I love also how you said showing up. And what I hear is really being the the, the creator, the generator of your reality. Like I am responsible for what happens in my reality, at least how I respond to it. May not may not be able to control all the circumstances and all that stuff, but I'm damn well gonna show up and do my best because that's all I can do. That's all I can uh, you know offer of myself. And uh, anything anything less than that is unaccept- unacceptable. Always excellent. And I just hear you you eating, breathing, sleeping, and living that man. It's awesome. Yeah, and that's it. And I guess the other thing is, is uh, probably just understanding you don't do everything perfect. And especially in real estate, if I'm talking specifically to transactions, every single deal I like to reflect on and figure out what I could have done better. Because I think the minute you think that you got it all figured out is the minute you're losing, right? That's the minute you're not growing anymore. And that is the goal is to always be learning and always be growing and always be trying to get better. Dude. I love it. Sam, this is gold, man. I want to go back into your journey and talk about what were those formative events? How did how did your life shape you into becoming this high performer, um, high achiever, kicking butt and taking names in the in the real estate game in Las Vegas? I mean, I wish I could say that everything was. I mean, I wasn't always like this huge overachiever. I was always somebody that did kind of stand out wherever I worked. I mean, I come from a restaurant background. I've been doing real estate for years now. But I mean, I worked at a restaurant, worked my way up. I will have to say, though, from a busboy, I ended up being lead busboy. Then I ended up running a line. Then I ended up being lead waiter all the way up to manager and just kind of climb my way to the top in that business. Yeah. So I guess I naturally did kind of do it. Um, 
But I will say this, I've had a lot of progression throughout my life. Um, kind of started with a more of a bad attitude going into things and at a young age, but I think it's with a lot of people, right? You kind of have that people owe you or you should just have something coming. And that's kind of a hard thing to get by. So I just learned to grow. And then, yeah, I try and show up all the time with just the best attitude to no matter what I do, because I see whenever I'm just happy and just going with things and trying hard, it always creates the best result. But I guess that's kind of where my journey began was with that. But I did learn a lot. I would say that especially being a waiter helped me with sales because the biggest thing was was pushing wine, pushing things and pumping checks. But I'll tell you something. Um, being a waiter was more of a sales job than being in real estate. Wow. Because I'll tell you this much. If you try and go into things in real estate and just worry about closing deals. And I remember talking with a realtor that did get some business. And you know what? They pumped a ton of money into lead generation. Hmm. But they did tell me. They told me by the time I'm done with almost every deal my client hates, I go, well, it's because you're not giving it your all. You don't really care about them. And that is kind of the trick. Because the minute you start putting yourself before them in this business, you lose. You lose. Because you are dealing with people's transactions and some of the largest purchases they're going to make. Even if they're huge investors and you're buying $100,000 properties, you know what? That huge investor is somebody you need on your side. So even if you mess up a very small transaction and you lose them, you lost. And because the main only reason you could really do that is one, being lazy or two, you know, just trying to get the deal closed. And guess what? I'd rather cancel a deal and walk away than close the deal that wasn't meant to close. Man, it's like when you when you do that, when you really, when you, I think uh, someone distinguished what's the difference between a, a customer and a client. A client is someone who you, you look out for their best interest. You know, you're like a protector of them and their best interests. And uh, I think when you treat someone as that client, as that brother, as that family member, so to speak, or sister, um, and you really look out for their best interest, that will win you so much more in the long term. Some people might win short term getting that deal across the line, making the customer or client feel miserable. But is that person going to refer other other clients to you? Heck no. <laughs> they had a terrible experience. But if, if you are someone who's like, man, I don't think this is working out for us. You know, I, I love you. I want you to get the right house for you. Just doesn't feel like we're we're you know connecting or whatever. Whatever is the reason why this house isn't the right fit. You know, we've been we've been aiming for it. I don't know what the languaging would be or when when you would say you know it's not working out. But when you do that, if you were to do that, like that client person will respect you because. You said this is what I stand for, and this is not what I stand for, and it's not going in a way that aligns for both of us. So I'm going to wish you the best, or you know, allow you to, to keep keep doing your search, or keep going uh, in your own way. Right, and I mean, when your realtor really looks at you, right, and if you're buying a house, and I go, listen, these are big, dangerous things to me, and for whatever reason, whether it's a issue with you know, repairs or inspection reports or appraisals or things like that. Mm. Because, you know, sometimes though, even the other way it goes, sometimes you've got to kind of chunk your pride off. I've had homes that are so hooked up and they're beautiful and there's 10 offers and my client wants to pay fifteen, eighteen thousand $18,000 above appraised value for this home. Mm. And I'm sitting there going, I really don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want to get you a deal. But you know, at the same time, if they want to do that and that's the house they want, it's not your decision. It is your mm. it is your job to listen to them and focus on their best interests. And if they tell you to get that, 
you get it. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of it. And that's maybe even some of the other ways that I've had problems with it because I personally do not like doing that, (laughs) but you know, what are you going to do? Then again, the home's hooked up and some people are lazy and they don't want to go through the remodel. And I guess at the end of the day, I, I can understand that, right? It is a huge task. So whatever floats our boat, right? (laughs) I love it. I love it, man. I want to talk about the beginning of your real estate career, uh, what that was like for you. What were some of the lessons that you picked up in that early stage? It sounds like work ethic has really been with you since, you know, the, the restaurant days. What were some lessons that you learned entering into the, the real estate field? Well, so when I first started, I did have two jobs, right? So I stepped down, I became a waiter, I was doing the waiting thing, and I was also working real estate during the day. I mean, I kind of hate to say it, I did 36 deals my first year, which is like unheard of. And I freaking did it in incredible, the- dude. And nobody was supposed <laughs> to be starting real estate, and everybody was still kind of scared of it, right? So I kind of came out, but I guess the things that I learned is really if you show up, and I would work day and night to get this stuff done. And I remember, you know, coming into the office at seven in the morning and then leaving here and flying off to go, you know, serve tables at night. And it was just kind of crazy and it was just nonstop. But I guess the thing was, is that my natural organizational skills were meant for this career, right? Just the things that I did. So I really did enjoy that. And it was probably the first thing that I ever did that I was just excited, right? I showed up every single day and I was so excited to be doing what I was doing. So I think above all, I think my first year, the one thing that I learned is I found what I love. So for me, that was a great thing. Now, the other thing that I learned is probably patience because when you begin doing real estate, again, as I'm going to go back to what I said, you are dealing with some of the biggest transactions that people are ever going to deal with financially, right? But I remember things, so I don't know if you know what a due diligence is. Basically, what your due diligence period is, is that's a period of time for you to get a home inspected, and then you will have your time to submit a request for repairs, and they have to respond. But basically, you can cancel for any reason during this period. But I remember certain things, and I remember like if the listing agent didn't respond, and it was going to go up or whatever it was, like you would just panic all the time. Mm -hmm. It kind of seemed like, you know, panic, everything was so urgent it kind of seemed like but which in a way was good because i learned that i cared at least i you know i cared enough to be up all night wondering what was going to happen but i guess that (laughs) you know but you know obviously you get calloused and you deal with it over and over again but um i think that that was probably one of the biggest lessons that i had to learn was just doing business and especially with negotiations and everything it is a very very different beast and keeping a cool head i mean it's taken me years to get there because you'll get clients sometimes now that a call you screaming, doing things. It does not matter if they get emotional. You cannot get emotional. Yeah. You have to stay calm, cool, collective and know what the goal is. And you want to sit there and you want to empathize, basically be a listening device and, you know, let them vent and be polite and speak to them and do your best to get control of the situation. But I think that was probably some of my biggest lessons. I mean, you are a businessman as well. So, I mean, you could probably imagine the first couple of times you were, you know, putting all this money in the pot. You're sitting there going, 
how is this going to pan out? Because you don't really know what the end is, you know, because you haven't done it enough. So I guess it would be kind of a similar thing to that. So I guess that was maybe one of the bigger things was to just keep my calm in situations like that and evaluate it rationally. So that would probably be inspired you to get into real estate. I was, so my brokerage is more of a boutique brokerage where smaller brokerage, we maybe have, you know, on our team, 10 people out of the 10 people on my team, every one of us is pretty much a top 500 realtor in the whole city, you know, out of 18,000 realtors. So long story short though, my broker, Richard, who is one of the sharpest guys you will ever meet, especially when it comes to commercial real estate and multifamily and commercial and apartment complexes, things like that. I was going to leave town and go work and work for another restaurant group or whatever, and kind of do my thing. And we were at Lakov at the Wynn having drinks. And he basically just said, you're going to leave town. And he goes, yeah, I go, well, I'm going to LA. He goes, how much are you going to make? I go, well, I'm taking a little bit of a step down, but this is a big business. I go, I'm going to make $70,000. He goes in LA. He's like, you're going to be poor. He goes, you are going to be flat line broke. He goes, you are going to share a room with somebody. I'm like, really? And he goes, listen, Right now, I feel like the market's picking back up. And he goes, I think you'd be perfect for real estate. He goes, why don't you come work for my brokerage? And I was in real estate school within three days. Wow. And that was it. And basically, I came and worked. And I I do have to give a lot of credit also to everything. So I came and also his younger brother, uh, Ryan, is my team lead. And I just kind of, and it's, I work with all my friends. I've known everybody that I work with for years, which is great. Uh, We just keep kind of a small, tight-knit group. But, um, so that was probably some of the things that led me into there. And I just had great mentoring from the beginning. And I guess that kind of helped me ease into the transition a lot better yeah. as well. Yeah. It so sounds like you were pretty, co- pretty, I ended up in real estate over drinks. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's incredible, man. Just like spur of the moment. Hey, you should come try this out. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, let's, right, exactly. let's go all in but and change the course. It kind of made forever. sense. <laughs> and it was nice thinking about the idea of being my own boss because you know, when you work in somebody else's business, I mean, you can thrive as much, but at the end of the day, mm. you're working for their goals, right? Yeah. yeah, dude, that's, that's incredible. So you, you jumped into real estate, you had this natural gift for uh, organization. How would you recommend people stay organized if they have entrepreneurial endeavors, they don't necessarily have the, the mentorship and the structure that you had? What, what are some basics that you can really recommend to them, man? I mean, the, I am going to achieve this big, massive corporation or whatever I'm going to do. Mm. But I mean, you can't run a marathon until you run a few 5Ks, right? Yeah. So you need to kind of step to the plate and realize what training you're going to do and pen and paper, computer, whatever it is, you need to write these things out. You need to understand what your end game is, and then you need to start at the beginning of that journey and make steps that are going to get you to the end game because there's a learning process. There is financial generation that you need to do. You need to make sure you have enough capital to start whatever business it is. Um, I would for sure make a clear business plan, what you think you're going to do and a, and a realistic one at that. Like, let's be realistic here, mm-hmm. right? Not I'm going to start this business and I'm going to be out of the red in one year. No businesses take three to five years to get out of the red. Mm-hmm. And if you can't wrap your head around, the reality of the situation that you're going to be living off a of top ramen for several years <laughs> that you get there, right. And that's it. 
But yeah. that would be kind of it. I would start at the beginning and make a very detailed plan and never stop growing that business either. When you, because you may be thinking from the bottom, your brain can maybe only think this big. But once you're halfway to your journey, I'm sure that you can go ahead and you can expand on that whole idea and start thinking of bigger ideas. Like I really didn't think of much in the beginning. I was thinking, oh, I'll start. Maybe I'll get a team. Mm. Okay, now I'm doing that. Now I get a team. Now what do I want to do? Okay, I want to buy apartment complexes. I, I want to start selling warehouses. I want to do things that I never, because I didn't even understand that I could do those things in the beginning. You know, until you get a certain knowledge of what you're doing. So that would be my biggest advice to anybody is gain a realistic perspective of what you're going to have to go through, mm. write it down and take the first step and start committing to your goals. Mm. How, how did your mentors prepare you and make sure that you stayed on track and like helped you keep the momentum and keep moving forward on those goals? Oh, they didn't. So I will let you know, I had a mentor and I, I have to give praise to Ryan Crichton right now. Listen, I would call this man no less than 80 times a day, asking him a million questions when I started. But in the end of the day, you know, I, I do work for his brokerage and he knows I'm going to bring things to the table. And again, back to the fact that somebody cares, but I mean, I was ready to go. I told you I was excited when I started. And I remember the first day they gave me my license, but then again, I was even when, cause there's a process I was going out every single day with my team lead, Ryan, even before my license hit, I was creating a database. I didn't commence to any real estate transactions, but I would literally drive around with him in a car every day and just watch what he did. So at least by the time I was going to my first inspection, I'd already been through 10 inspections. I'd watched him write reports. So I do have to say motivation wasn't really something anybody had to bring to me at this right. point in my life. I was ready to go, hmm. but he definitely kept me full of knowledge and answered all my questions so that I could continue to grow. That's for sure. Damn. Dude, that's that's incredible. I know a lot of people struggle with that drive and that motivation. It sounds like you were just like, you're hardcore, man, from the very beginning. How would you, if you had a new team member come on with you, how would you help instill that drive and that tenacity uh, within them or stoke the flames, so to speak, so that they have that drive? Again, beginning reality. Um, I, you know, my thing was, is I didn't care in the beginning about the money. I knew that I needed to get the business going and I would drive that into anybody. I have people that are about to come on board. I tell all of them the same thing. Go get a little waiter job because you make good money as, in Las Vegas as waiter, dollars $80,000 a year. And you can do that at night while you do real estate during the day. And I'm not saying have a part-time job and a full-time job. I'm talking about let's work until you lose 20 pounds and oh, that's all you do until this whole thing gets rolling, right? Right, right. So, I mean, that to me is the biggest thing because I think the biggest fallacy in real estate is that people think I'm going to start real estate. I'm going to post on Facebook that I'm a realtor and everybody's going to call me. And it is not that at all. Listen, lead generation takes a lot of money. And most people that are first getting in real estate do not have the money that it's going to take to go ahead and begin that business. So, I mean, that is why it would be good to start on a team because they could come work for somebody like us. And, you know, we would obviously put that forward for them. Of course, we want something back on our return, but at the end of the day, it's about annual income, right? So, you know, if that's the case, go ahead and make it right. I did the same thing. I took leads for X amount of dollars, whatever our split was. But I think that is the biggest thing is having a reality on the situation. 
Hmm. because if not, you're just going to get let down. And I, I think they say most realtors quit within the first year. And it's because I think they just see, what is it? Even like with Mark Cuban and everybody, they just see the end game. Hmm. Everybody just wants to drive flying private jets and, you know, buy boats and, and drive Ferraris. Right. But they don't know how many hours that guy put in to get there. I mean, I have no clue. I'm not, I just use him as an example, obviously, because he's all over TV. But the point is, it's the same thing with real estate. Everybody thinks you're just going to jump into this and there's going to be all this money as soon as you start. And it's not the truth. It's a whole lot of work for basically nothing in the beginning. Yeah, so as long as you can wrap your head around that, but you're willing to commit to the goal to build the business, how many other people can start a business with two months of schooling, a test, maybe about a thousand dollar investment. And then the only other investment you actually have to make is time. Mm. And within three years, you could have a flourishing business that will put you above whatever the percentage is of people that live in your community, right? It is a great business. So that would be kind of more of the thing because I just don't want people to let down because as long as you set that standard for them in the beginning, I feel like they can come into it and there is no let down. And whatever they get from there, mm-hmm. if it starts off way better, then it's all just a plus, right? Right, right, right. Um, in the first year, you said you, ser- you sold 36 homes, which is gnarly. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible because I think people struggle to sell a couple in their first year, right? right? Like two, three, maybe. Um, so I think it's it's incredible. Uh, at any point, did you have like doubt creep in or anything like that that uh, like you would you would fall off the track? Because like I imagine after getting a couple, did it become easier and easier? Did you have hesitations or fears come up? And how did you handle those? So listen, it didn't really happen that easy though. So I, I, my first six months, I maybe closed like three or four. And then wow. it's so, cause basically it's a pipeline in real estate. So you yep. need to get people continue to call. But the one good thing I did have on my side was the market was kind of on a boost, mm-hmm. right? And we had some great marketing tools that I walked into. So I don't want to take full credit. I walked in with some very intelligent people that put me on the right path. Mm-hmm. But, um, so from there, yeah, there was. But at the same time, that's why I would say have the night job. I was never stressed out about money. But I would say the anxiety more started when I would have four or five deals in escrow. And in all reality, I didn't really know anything about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, you, you're just kind of piecing it all together. And again, I'm, I'm blowing up my guy's phone. Yeah. I'm calling him and I'm just trying to figure it out. And because when problems happen, people are asking you, because it's not easy when somebody asks you a question that is looking you at you for advice and they have four questions. And in the beginning, you feel like you should have the answers. Yep. And you learn later that there's no way to know. Every transaction's different. There's <laughs> no way to know every answer to every single question these people are going to have, right? So mm. it becomes easier. But at the time, you feel like they're going to know I'm new. <laughs> they're they're gonna they're gonna fire me. They're gonna because I keep telling them I'll get back to you. But that was it. I remember my team lead told me, "Your best friend right now." That's a great question. Uh, that I'll have the answer for you by tomorrow. <laughs> and you know you kind of roll with that, right? Yep, yep. So I mean, but it would build a lot of anxiety because there's constant things going. You have all these dates, and really just getting control of yourself when you have all this stuff going was probably my biggest, you know, thing to tackle. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Dude, you, you, I feel like, like you said, you were, um, 
like you found your love in this industry. It was like the perfect fit for you, man. And that's, that's so awesome. I love, I love just hearing about your success and, um, you know, hearing you even in the beginning when things were difficult, when you didn't have all the answers, you just found ways to, to leverage, um, you know, your mindset, leverage your mentors, leverage the people around you to, to help you out and support you. And I think a lot of people are also afraid to ask for help. You know, and, and I think you, you really asked for help. You got the support that you needed, man. And, and that's the thing. But I will say this about real estate, too. There are so many good agents that really, mm -hmm. if you reached out, people would just help you. I help random agents that I meet all the time that work at other brokerages, and they call me for my opinion. I mean, I always tell them to refer back to their broker, but they ask me, and I go, these are my thoughts on it, but refer back to your broker. Mm -hmm. And I am 100% positive I'm not the only person that thinks like that. You know, genuinely, I feel like most successful people want to help others right yeah yeah and um what is your perspective on like networking especially around the las vegas area how do you how do you network how do you go the extra mile how do you keep in touch with people now do you mean networking with other realtors or networking to meet clients um both like i think it's it's both both are important parts i think the bigger portion is networking to to create more clients so, I mean, most networking now outside of referrals that I've dealt with clients or friends, I obviously have added my sphere of influence, which would be, oh, that's one of the best things also. If you are just getting into real estate, first thing you should do, write down every single number in your phone and make sure and write it down and see if they have an address, see if they have a home and reach out to every single one of them wow. and just let them know you're in real estate because you never know. It's better with a phone call than a post. You know, people see that and they see a million real estate agents posting that. But if you personally give somebody a call, but that would be one of the main things. I always follow up with people that I know because even I, who is great with following me up, still, I just seen a friend the other day just bought a house. God knows who he bought it with. He didn't buy it with me. But, you know, these things happen and it's part of the follow up. So you just need to call and reach out to people. That would be one of the main things, obviously, the people that you know. Yeah. And then, um, I would also say work your, you have a CRM, right? Yep. And then you just plug everything in there. You do follow-ups, obviously lead detailed messages where you're at with these people, especially if they are people that you don't really know and you met them. Then, I mean, the biggest thing right now is iBuyers. Mm. Costs money to get it, but, you know, I have a certain thing that I am doing right now that I have been using for a marketing tool. I'm very sorry. I just won't discuss it because I beat the curve on it and uh -huh. just dumped a bunch of money on it. So, and it's been working for me and it's been producing about for the last five months, at least two or three deals a month, you know, wow. that's right. Actually, no, last month it was only one deal, but it, at least it was a decent sized deal. It was, you know, $533,000 deal. So that's, that's not bad. So I've been doing that. I buyers and then, yeah, just you know, talk to people about real estate and a trick that I do do is this, and this is, this is uh, Sam Cohen special business cards suck when you're in real estate. One <laughs> going to go in a pile. It's never going to happen. Yep. So if you meet somebody and they act like they're interested, I'm out of business cards. What is your name, phone number, and email? That's right. And then send them a message because if you got them, you can take them, put them back in your database and then you got them. You can mm. follow up with these people. Yep. But if you give them a business card, I promise you, it is going in the pile. It is yeah. going in the pile with the 800 other they have in some drawer in their, in their house. 
<laughs> and that's it. You know, there's no, again, what do we talk about in the beginning? Be authentic, think outside yeah. of the box. Yeah. Mm. And, and that is thinking outside of the box because you know what? I hate to say it. Everybody puts everything. Business cards work back then. Mm. I think more because, you know, people would write things in phone books. They didn't right. have mobile device that they carried around with them. Guess what? We're in a new day and age and everything is technology. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that that's a great tip. So that is something that I do. And I, I mean, I have people that I will meet in bars and I'll get them and I'll plug them in and I'll get them because of yeah. that. I know if I handed them a business card, there's no way. No, and it's like you you send the message on the spot to make sure it goes through and that they receive it too, you know, because like, who knows what's happening? They say the number wrong, you hear it wrong, whatever it might be. It's like, always check to make sure that it goes through, in my opinion, while you're oh, there. Oh, no, hand them the phone. Here, yeah. <laughs> pull it up, put it in. That's it. You can't go wrong with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Then you just go ahead and send them a message right there. And don't ever give them yours. Get theirs. You need yes, their stuff. Yes, yes. I love it. You're and then also one thing. I the thing for and one thing I've heard to do as well to like take that connection to the next level is take a selfie of yourself and the person and then send it to them. So they have a, a face with the the name, right? So that they remember who you are and you send them the picture. And then also you can remember what they look like just in case, you know, you didn't take notes or you forgot or whatever else it might be. You, you can create a emotional connection and remind yourself who this person is and what's important to them. I've never done that, but that's a great idea. Yeah. And then Probably something even better, even just to elaborate on it, just thinking if you took that selfie, oh, also, where's you, where are you at on Facebook? I'm going to mm. let's put this picture up. Amen. Boom. Like, it's like you guys are almost actually really friends. You know what Dude. I mean? That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> That's it. I love it. It's like the more, the more connected you are with people that, that like, I don't know, is it, is it the more that they trust you kind of thing, the more they feel connected with you, the, like the better the, the quality of the relationship. If you just give someone your, your business card, right, they're like, okay, there's not that much of a connection. But as soon as a message is exchanged, it's like there's more connection. There's more energetic and emotional mental connection. And then if you add someone on Facebook or on social media, it's like even more like you're more connected. All these different places, all these different things in common and ways that we've already communicated just really strengthen, strengthens that relationship. I agree. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's rad, man. I love it. I love it, dude. Yeah. So uh, I want to talk about the power of choice, choosing goals, choosing like what you focus on. Tell us a little bit more about how choice makes an impact in, in what people uh, achieve, how they are fulfilled. I know we talked a little bit about the set small goals that you can really uh, do and achieve, but is there anything else that that's important to know about how you choose to focus on things? Yeah, you need to choose your attitude. Mm. Like, I, that is going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. I got a million things going on. I seen a post by another realtor the other day and it was, it was brilliant. Right. And I liked it. Uh, it's basically said, don't think of whatever you're doing negatively, not, mm. Oh my God, I got to go to 10. I got to go. I got to do 10 meetings today. You need to think about it as I have the opportunity to do mm. 10 meetings today. Mm. My business is flourishing enough. Oh, I've been busy for 20 days straight and I haven't had a day off. Mm. My business is flourishing so much that, you know, I, I can't even have a day off, that's right. you know, and that's kind of it. Mm. Unless your end game is to have a day off and you want to do a mediocre business, then fine. Then you need to step back. But I think that that's going to be it. Right. Even if somebody makes you upset, even small things, driving your car, somebody mm. cuts you off. Yeah. You know, do I choose to let that make me upset? Because if you do and you're going and you're on your way to an appointment or on the office and you need to make phone calls, 
believe it. People can feel it. Yeah. So I would say the biggest thing is, is try and choose every single day to be as positive as you can wake up as happy as you can. And I think the other big choice is, is to choose, you know, helping others over your self-righteous goals a lot of times. And I, I, I think that it really, really helps you grow, especially if you're a business person, because even whatever you're trying to sell or do, the idea is to accommodate another human being. Yeah. So if you choose to figure out how to accommodate them the best way that you can, you are going to grow your business much, much better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I love how it's all a choice. It's all up to us going back to that responsibility. You know, it's our responsibility. We have the power. We, we generate our, our response to things and whatever comes our way. And uh, I think you've just really developed this kind of bulletproof attitude to yourself and to showing up. And, and I, I just, I feel like there's, there's nothing that could knock you off track, man. You've, you've done so much work and like bounced back and trained yourself so much. You're unstoppable. <laughs> oh, I mean, I have my days. I, I wish I could say I'd never have my days, but you know, I, 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 I am a person who's probably harder on myself than any other, anybody could ever be. Wow. And I am somebody who believes in growth and always thinking things through and just trying to correct my own actions. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if, if you don't ever get mad, I mean, that's probably better than $12 million. You know, you, you're, you're living the dream, but, uh, you know, I definitely do my best because that is, it's the only way to live life. It's a life choice, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I love it. So Sam, I want to tell our audience how they can stay connected with you, how they can continue their journey with you. What are their next steps, man? You can definitely look me up on Facebook, just Sam Cohen, Rothwell Gorn Real Estate. I have a business page. I also have a personal page that's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, you'll also see me do a lot of posts on my Facebook from my blog. I do something a little bit different. I told you I was from restaurants. I have a food blog in case you're interested in restaurants around Las Vegas. I also have Sam Cohen Real Estate, Sam Cohen Las Vegas. So mm -hmm. you can kind of connect with me in those places as well. Awesome. Amazing. Oh, SamCohenRealEstate.com. Beautiful. Sam Cohen Real Estate. Yeah. Dot com. Okay. So yep. that's S A M C O H E N real estate.com. Correct. Oh, I also have a IG account, which is Sammy C sells Vegas. Beautiful. And how do you spell that? S A M M Y C S E L L S V E G A S. Beautiful. Love it. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of letters in that that could be interpreted one way or the other. So I appreciate. Yeah, it. should probably make it a little more simple. <laughs> Sammy C spells uh, sells Vegas. So S A M M Y C like the letter C sells Vegas. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful man. This is rad, Sam. You're doing amazing things in the world, and we want to wrap it up with the minute to win it. This is the encouragement, the the empowerment, the thing that our our listener, someone right now who's out listening and they need to hear a word of encouragement, uh, a heartfelt message to really empower them to step into their greatest possible self. Let's give it to them, Sam. So I'm going to use the same thing I use. You'll probably see it in almost every single one of my interviews. If people ask me something like this lesson I learned from my dad, I was a food runner at the time. I wanted to be a waiter, started getting a pissy mood all the time at work. Attitude just started declining worse and worse and worse basically due to the fact because I wasn't getting my way, but you know what? That's not business. So 
showed up at home, got sent home, talked to my dad about it for a moment. And basically he listened to everything I had to say, all my pissing and moaning. And then just looked at me and he goes, why don't you just show up with a good attitude and just try and do the best job like you have always done since you've been there. And just like you got all these other promotions, maybe you would get this one sooner. I said, dad, if I was a waiter, I wouldn't have a bad attitude. He goes, son, I wouldn't care if you were the dishwasher in that restaurant. If you have goals you want to achieve, show up every single day to be the best dishwasher you can. And I promise you, it'll get you where you want to go. And that will always sit with me. I will say that over and over and over again, because it was literally a point in my life where a light switched in my head and it actually changed my attitude for the rest of my life. It's incredible. Incredible. Sam, I love it, man. And, uh, Shout out to your dad, amazing human being. It sounds like really just empowered yeah, you. Was, yeah, yeah, that's a whole another story. He was a pretty, uh, he was a pretty awesome guy. That's awesome, rad, rad man. So, dude, keep up the great work. I'm excited to keep growing together and build our relationship, impact more people's lives in Las Vegas and around the world. I love what you're teaching, dude. Love the the work ethic. Love the just integrity, follow through, and authenticity that you're you're living, man. It's beautiful. Thank you very much for having me on. You know I was looking forward to this uh, for a moment, so really happy I had a chance to do this. Awesome. Awesome, man. We'll see you soon, okay? All right, Chris. Have a great day. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story right here, right now. Decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you are committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.